I'm Richard Nephew of the Columbia University, and I'm here with Eric Brewer, a friend of mine and a senior fellow at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. He was formerly uh, the Deputy National Intelligence Officer of Weapons of Mass Destruction and Proliferation in the U.S. intelligence community. And I spent some time working at the State Department, elsewhere in the U.S. government, also working on nonproliferation. Um, we're here to talk about Iran, and in particular, we're here to talk about Iran's uh, former nuclear weapons program, which Eric recently wrote on in War on the Rocks, and it's an issue we both worked on a lot in government. So, Eric, why don't you tell us a little bit about why the former weapons program is is such a significant issue for U.S. policy today? Yeah, Richard. I mean, you know, as you know, Iran had a secret, dedicated effort to develop a missile deliverable nuclear weapon from you know the the mid 1990s up until 2003. And although that program ended, you know, we know from, from IA, the IAEA and from U.S. reports that Iran kept some of those scientists together. It's employed them over time on some dual-use activities, but so far it hasn't restarted that weapons program, right? And, uh, right. That, you know, there's, that's basically the consensus on, on the, the way that that played out, right? Even though Iran continues to deny it, right? And there's really three main reasons why this matters today. The first is that um, you know, in 2018, uh, when Israel stole that trove of documents and information, the so-called nuclear archives out of Iran, that raised some new questions about this past program. And Iran has been largely uncooperative in answering those, right? And so that's raised new questions and concerns, and there's a bit of a standoff with Iran on those issues. Second is it's really important to know, I think, uh, about Iran's past program for detecting a restart. If, if Iran ever decides to get back into the business, right? Like if you and I are former bank robbers, I know I know our rap sheets are both clean, right? But like <laughs> if we're both former bank robbers, you know, um, even if you don't see us doing anything bad now, you know, the police and the FBI are going to want to know what we're up to, right? Because that's really the best way of finding out if we ever re-engage in that activity. And third, you know, this the, the ghosts of this program are going to persist, right? As I talk about in the piece and as the continued IEA questions show, right? And so what does this mean for, for efforts to build on the JCPOA and really to sustain any deal over time? I, I think that's actually the million dollar question. Yeah, I think, you know, this is where, you know, from the Obama administration's perspective, the, the folks in dealing with the, the nuclear weapons program was was first on, you know, dealing with the, the fissile material problem, you know, that we knew that they knew an awful lot about how to build nuclear weapons, but we also knew that they couldn't do it without fissile material. So address that problem first, you know, restrict their ability to have fissile material, you know, the, the actual bomb making material that, that they could use. And then second, uh, to, to some extent, to kick things back to normal uh, IAEA uh, processes, you know, where the International Atomic Energy Agency would be conducting its normal verification of, of, of safeguards and including, uh, you know, doing some work on the additional protocol, these authorities that the IEA has to look into past activities as well, and that they would find out an awful lot about what Iran was up to in the past by by trying to verify what Iran was doing today. And, you know, to my mind, that was an approach that was based on a little bit of realism, a little bit of pragmatism, acknowledged things that we weren't going to be able to stop Iran from knowing because they already knew them um, and tried to focus on the future. But, you know, of course, the Trump administration took a little bit of a different tack. So, you know, Eric, what, why don't you tell us a little bit about what they chose to do? Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the Trump administration never liked the deal, right? They came in uh, pledging to get out of the JCPOA. And Trump's decision and the announcement on the withdrawal, you know, coincided with that, with the, the revealing by Israel of that treasure trove of documents, the archives, um, right? And so the Trump administration basically said, see, we were right all along. All along. Iran has been cheating this whole time. Um, and so as part, of, as part of their policy, they developed this requirement 
that uh, Iran come fully clean about this pre-2003 program before any deal could be signed, right? That's part of Pompeo's, you know, 12 uh, demands, right? right. And in right. the piece, I talk about why this is never going to work for Iran, right? First of all, um, Iran knows that if it admits to this, right, it's only going to come under further pressure in the future, right? It's only going to bring about more sanctions. It's not going to satisfy those in the United States who, who want to see regime change in Iran, right? Uh, th there's always going to be suspicions that Iran's hiding something else. And so it doesn't solve Iran's fundamental problem. Um, it's also going to require Iran to admit that it lied, right? The Supreme Leader is either going to have to come out and say he, he lied and this was a cover-up or he didn't know about it, right? And I think neither of those is likely uh, given the way that he operates. And I think perhaps most importantly and, and most overlooked is that Iran's a nuclear hedger, right? Iran wants to hold on to some of these capabilities, so it has the ability to restart that program in the future. And, and that's something that's that's just really hard to change. You know, one of the, the things I've always found a little bit amusing about that last point is that from a hedging perspective, Iran actually gets some advantage if it admits the fact that it had a pest weapons program, because then it can implicitly say to everybody, we did this in the past, you know, we could do it again if you mess with this too much. Right. To me, that I think the core reason why a come clean approach was never going to be terribly uh, feasible in addressing all of the concerns with Iran, it's because no one would believe them. I mean, even if they truly did come clean, I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't believe that we fully understood everything about the program. And and that level of uncertainty, those level of, of questions remaining, that to me was the biggest problem for them. So we've only got a couple uh, seconds left. Any last words or specific thoughts you want to offer? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll just sort of pick up where you left off right there on that last comment, right? I mean, I think, you know, in the piece I talk about how the U.S. doesn't need to know everything, it only needs to know enough to prevent a future bomb. I think that's right, but I think, you know, to your point, it's important to highlight that this is a big gray area, right? It's, it's art, not science. It's a political determination, and the answer can change over time.